The journey continues. With one of the threats down, the bigger issue still looms over us. Oral is still a menace, and the North is still in peril as long as this perpetual night lasts. But one more stop off. We now know both my mother and Tavini's parents are in Bryn Shander, so it's time to finally reunite. It might be a step in the wrong direction, but some things take precedence. As always, it's family first on today's short quest, long rest. had a uh, a couple of events happen the last time that you all met uh your characters have met up with romantic connections they have espied from afar on the town speaker and their goings on and not said a damn word to anyone else of course not Mm -hmm. they have engaged in par for the course (laughs) They've engaged in magical duels between each other uh, for slapstick comedy purposes and literally nothing else. Oh, you're talking the dreamer uh, (laughs) vortex warp? (laughs) That was good. That was good. That was good. Uh, But I notice here that as we begin on our virtual tabletop, which our listeners, I was about to say viewers, our listeners can't see but you guys can there's still a chardolin dragon on here so i am going to do us the favor of bye bye dragon oh yeah tavini had like front row seats to watching that thing get chomped got some fucking popcorn ready just watched it get Uh, eaten this is medieval times it's pop it's poppin corn poppin corn poppin corn no poppin yep it was hot poppin 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 corn Ah, yeah. look at the puppet corn! Yeah. In all of its Ruby, Ruby devoured that thing. Excellent. Like, it was very difficult to tell where this little Zorn was putting all of it by the time she was done. Because, you know, aside from maybe getting a little bulkier, and not much not much changes there. I will say that in the, in the brief time after the main body of the Shardle and Dragon was devoured, Tavini... You and Helda just sort of watched as Ruby wandered through the snow, leaving this big wide trail in her wake, finding little shards that had broken off during the fight and like dropping it into (laughs) her mouth atop her head. You can't say an earth elemental pounces because they're just too lethargic for that. But she was certainly very eager in her hunt. Slow motion lurch. Yeah, scanning the snow for the little divots Ow. where, like, you know, a piece had obviously fallen and been covered up with snow, and honing in on it, and, like, you know, taking a full minute to waddle over there before picking up a piece the size of her fist, and... Yeah. Love it. Satisfying is the word for it. <laughs> it's like... It's like this This world's uh, a- ASMR, or, like, uh... <laughs> just, like... Or those, uh... Those, like, when people chop, uh... 
those like little ones, like a foam or uh, what the hell are those things? Oh, it's uh, like, like a, it's muck, it's a mukbang video. Yeah, sort of like that where people you ever see what are those things when they chop those? Uh, it's like a weird type the of styrofoam. Is it? It's not styrofoam, but it's something like that. It's like a uh, some type of material that's put together, and they like chop it. It makes that <laughs> as you like chop into it, and like and people like I see it all over TikTok and yeah. shit. So obviously it's a big thing. But anyways. But anyway, so you've also had some conversations with Dazan, who, towards the end of the last session, warned you not to trust the Speaker of Targos. One shady motherfucker warning you of a guy that has been nothing but kind to you aside. Mm-hmm. Dazan's also pointed out that, you know, there is an option for ending this perpetual night that Aurel paints across the sky every night from the back of a... Uh, you know, a massive rock. And it's to get your hands on a book known as the Codicil of White, which is in her possession. There's presumably something within which will show you the way or unlock the way to a lost city where there is a device known as the uh, the Mythalar, is what he called it, that could potentially bring daylight back. So, with this goal in mind and a few other goals to fulfill before you head off in that direction, rolling into Bryn Chander. We'll just, uh, yo. We've done enough in Targos. I'm going to speed track us a little to Bryn Chander unless there's anything else anyone wants to do in Targos. Not that I can think of. Actually, if we could hijack the entire episode, um, there was a guy, Tom, <laughs> uh-huh. that we met yeah. there. I'd really like to get into Tom's whole story. Like, what's his fucking nah, deal? Well, Tom's like, dead. Where's Tom come from? <laughs> Tom's dead. <laughs> it's a funny thing. They found him dead last yeah, night. It's weird. Tom's dead. Lost at cards, got stabbed. You know how it is. Not yep. lost at cards. No, he was found in a back alley with fang marks in his neck. Oh. oh. <gasps> I told you, fucking vampires. <laughs> I told you. Yep. Oh, that would be interesting. Time Write that stab down. Yeah. <laughs> no. Her. We can change it. No. We can save her. We can change her. No. Paranoid. No. No, I promise. She lost it. She gets stabbed. She's going down before she becomes Strahd 2. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, any one of you would do little, it. Little Halfling Strahd. Little yeah. Halfling Strahd, yeah. Did we do uh, that joke before? I don't know. About Paralu being fucking Strahd Maybe. was going to Barovia and it's Paralu there. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. <laughs> it just sounded familiar as we started going down that path. But anyway, um, moving on. But yeah, so as you approach Bryn Shander, the city walls are populated with guardsmen more than you've seen in the past. You know, you could see torches dotting the wall tops as, you know, they're holding them and kind of keeping them aloft and security seems to have increased in the town. There isn't exactly a line of people waiting to get in, but there are guards at the gate that do stop your party as you approach. And you are questioned about your business here, whether you're coming to add to the city's refugee problem or passing through. So as you are approaching, a middle-aged guardsman with a waxed handlebar mustache. You can't exactly tell what color it is in the dark. Maybe it's dark brown. Maybe it's black. Uh, but he does stop you. And kind of give you the uh, the business. Uh, excuse me. 
I must ask, as the city is no longer taking in refugees, are you passing through, or are you here to add to our numbers? Um, they, they think we're refugees. Reduce. We're here to offer refugees an alternative. An alternative? He seems a little taken aback. Targos is okay. It's type of music in the early 2000s. Not really good. <laughs> yes, um, there is more room there. Uh, but either way, our stay won't be permanent. No. No, that's about what I needed to hear. Come on through. I, I'll warn you, though, prices in the town have uh, increased drastically. I would not make your stay long. Yes, I... That makes sense. Okay, and you are waved through. And you do find that on the other side of the gate that the streets are much more full than they were a couple weeks ago. And you've, you've already experienced a bit of this. You were here, you know, as people were preparing for the attack. The energy is much more diminished from before. You know, there isn't a panic now. Instead, you're immediately hit with a sense of tension. You can almost taste in the air the anxiety of people who aren't sure where they're supposed to go, who they're supposed to get along with. You're catching a lot of dirty looks between people as you sort of pick your way through the crowd. You do witness, uh, as you're passing a home, in the semi-dark, there appears to be a pair of men with tools in hand that are currently, like, surreptitiously looking over their shoulder and they are prying off the uh, the wooden window shades of a house. It's just sort of easing them off. And once one of them has it free, he tucks it under his arm and goes for the other. And you see a lot of the homes on this sort of main street here as you're heading deeper into the town. They've had a lot of their wooden decorative elements on the outside stripped away as people are looking for sources of fuel. So... Where are you headed? Well, do we want to split up or what do we want to do? Say, I know you need to get to your family, Tavini, and my mother's with the the town guards, from what I've heard, so she's either going to be with them or at the tavern, like normal. You could uh, go check on your mother. Uh, The priest, Mishan, should hopefully be with the guards could check on both aye that's not a bad call okay <laughs> so looking for me Sean and the guards mm-hmm. sounds like a good idea because yeah me Sean was probably working with uh, taking in refugees and all that was in the house of the morning lord then got attacked and almost died yeah but that was like three days ago I'm sure she's fine now she's <laughs> yeah, had she's... a long rest <laughs> I'm sure a long rest will do it. Uh, hey, she she's yeah. she she's not a PC, okay? You don't know if she has a stat block. Uh that is true. Uh Tavini did heal her. Oh, well, yep. if I recall. Yeah, she's probably fine. And she's a she's a cleric, so as long as she was like awake, she could heal herself afterwards like she'd be like, "Oh, never mind, I got this." So as you uh, as you approach the House of the Morning Lord, unlike the last time that a couple of you were here, where you know there seemed to be a sermon ongoing as people were praying at the dragon's approach, 
you know, there was uh, a lot of crowded bodies that fled when Michonne was attacked. It is surprisingly quiet. There's still a lot of people around, but they're not milling about. There's no sermon ongoing. It just seems to be more like folks are organizing here. And as you step into the sort of lit interior of the House of the Morning Lord, you could see why. Uh, Michonne is standing by with a clerical looking figure, this dragonborn who seems to be hunched over a, uh, almost like a tablet with a parchment upon it that they're scribbling. And the pair of them seem to be bickering almost, though you can't quite make out their words. And beyond the dragonborn sort of heaped between them are a bunch of baskets and a couple of bags that they like keep glancing over as if checking to make sure that they're still there. There are a, uh, a handful of very broad-shouldered figures all standing sternly around this uh, pile of goods here. But as you enter and Michonne kind of glances over to, you know, away from the argument to see who had just entered, her face immediately lights up at the uh, the sight of Tavini. Oh, it's so good to see you. Get over here. There, I'm, we'll be just a moment. She kind of holds up a finger to the dragonborn and steps away from them. I, it's great. Uh, I don't remember your name. Mm. Uh, uh, Tavini? Yes, Tavini. I'm sorry. You healed me and then ran off. Uh, and we haven't had much. <laughs> did, you, did you whisper that as Rian? Yeah, no, <laughs> I didn't. no, he did. That was Dane. Okay, <laughs> fuck it. Rian said that. He's like, just, he leaves it up and he's like, just brain damage. Ribs. I've seen it a million times. It's never Shut be the same. <laughs> Idiot. He just slaps him on the back of the head. <laughs> Whack. I'm 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 sorry. What was I talking about? Uh, he's the uh, or I was a little distracted. <laughs> I am happy to see that you are uh okay. Yes, as well as can be expected. We've been doing a bit of reorganizing here. Um, not much time for sermons with so many to feed. So I've been bickering with greedy money-grubbing, and she's kind of pointing over her shoulder at the dragonborn and glaring at him menacingly. Uh. Yeah. Sorry about that. Don't mind that. Uh, is there something I can help you with? Uh. And she looks to Rian and then looks back to her and she's like, We are uh, looking for um, for someone and we wanted to check if she was here. But it is good to see uh, that you are okay. Yes, I've been uh, organizing food and stores distribution in the middle of haggling, as you could see, with one of the local merchants. He brought them by. Now he's not giving them up. But who is he you're looking for? I don't think Rian's ever described his mother while Tavini's been present. Um, if so, it was in passing. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think like way back at the beginning, like when we were first in Bryn Shander, I think when we were down at lunch, I explained it to the the waitress, like way back then, and I was like, "Hey, you ever seen this woman?" And they're like, "Nah, eh, doesn't sound familiar to me." So, but other than that, no, I don't think I don't think I've ever actually gone into it. No, because Tavini was uh, outside when he uh, talked to the speaker mm-hmm. back in Targos. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's all good. Yeah, so sh- she'll just look to uh, Rian like. Oh, uh, I'm looking for my mother. She's, uh, uh, from what I heard from the speaker of Targos, that she's taken up residence with the guards. It's been quite a while since I've seen her. Last time she had, you know, fiery red hair. And she's getting a little older. Might be a little gray now. Not sure. But, uh, um, look a lot like me, except without the ears. As you're describing her, Michonne is stroking her chin and peering intently at you. Oh, there was someone that fit that description through here not the other day. Hmm. Was she cussing a lot? I had to throw her out. Oh! Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> oh, I was, uh... She was asking if we had a shrine to Shantae, the, uh, you know, goddess of the harvest and the earth, so... Oh. Uh, we don't have such a such a service here. Ah, I see. So, do you know where she slinked back to afterwards? Oh, she's with the guards, I imagine. She'd probably be by the town hall. Aye. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. And, uh... Or else you might, I suppose, try one of the guard towers near here, but... And correct me if I'm wrong, but did you say... Did you already ask about your parents, Tavini? I didn't think I heard that, but... No, that would be something to ask. Okay, cool. Like, uh, well, besides that, Tavini's got family she's looking for. Tavini. Uh, where are the people of Dugan's Hall? Uh, to my knowledge, none have really come through here. Uh, if I were to guess, it might be on the uh, the fringes of the town. That's either in the uh, the southeast or as a collection of people in the northwest refugees gathering there I mean, when the refugees started filtering in people were just sort of shoving them away from the gates keeping them within the denser parts of the walls you find them in the worst parts of town for the most part that is what I was told yes I, I don't know where exactly they'd be though that is okay do you have enough gold to look after the people? Oh, I've got enough so long as I can keep my calm and actually haggle with these people. We we should be well enough. Tavini like peers past her and then like, looks back at the um the, at Mishan and then uh yeah, okay, yep. She's going to uh, grab her coin pouch and kind of she's going to try and carefully like give it to Mishan without letting the dragonborn see mm-hmm. so all 150 gold <laughs> as you start loading her hands with gold uh, Mishan is no, just like the, just the whole just the pouch so, so just the pouch to, like, okay <laughs> Logan, like, reaches yeah. a hand out he's like oh <laughs> just instinctively yes. tries to grab it. He's like, please don't he's do just... this. He's like, please <laughs> God, don't do this. Yeah, Michonne, you know, turns away as you do, 
from the dragonborn, seeming a little confused. And then when you deposit the pouch in her hands, she kind of like holds it against her stomach and goes very, very wide-eyed and looks at you and then looks at the rest of the party. Oh, God, that hurts. Help the refugees. Yes, thank you. Uh, one moment. She sort of straightens and she hides it. You can't tell exactly where, you know, her hope. Her robes are layered. She tucks it away somewhere almost too quickly to be seen. And was there anything else? No, that that is all. Thank you for your help. Yes, and good luck finding your uh, your parents there, Tavini. And your mother. Uh, she kind of snaps her fingers and... Francis. Ra- Ryan? Francis. Francis, yes. She turns around on her heel and starts marching back to the dragonborn. Now, I have a counteroffer for you. And their argument sort of dwindles into the background as you step back out into the cold. She is now armed with 150 gold, which should hopefully... Yeah, make things nice. a little easier. Yeah, that's the hope. I think when Felgren's kind of like sighing and everything, Rian just kind of opens up his pack and like points to like... The top three things sitting in there is that golden mask worth like, like seven hundred and fifty gold. I also gold. have a the... bunch of shit. Yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> but I just think he points like, those three things. But he's here's like, the thing: and just kind of shakes his head. Nobody's <laughs> buying right now. That's a good call. Well, we'll it's see. We'll trade like for they... some shit. It's, it's not like they need. Food. They're not flush with gold to give us, you know, two thousand gold for my what I put down as a dope ass hookah. That is true. <laughs> it's a seller's market. Yeah. So. It's just bad timing, unfortunately. Uh, That's mm-hmm. funny. What if that was like the joke twist of this God, whole that thing? Is that like so they give you all this shit and you can't sell it to anybody? If that's You're true, like, then Felgren has, has died and he's in hell. That, that is hell. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to remake my character. Yeah. Fuck this. Yeah, it's just not worth living anymore. Uh, yeah, we'll it. sell it one day, hopefully. Mm-hmm. It, it, at any rate, we can maybe trade. You know, for something. You never know. That's what I was thinking. I figured we'd be <laughs> trading as we went. So, we'll see. So, where are we headed? Okay. That town is a very hall? good question. I guess Town Hall, because if we can get the guards, we could probably have them round up the... Which well, sounds awful. But round up the people of Tukin's Hole to, like, then us get them well, together. Because they, they said point, it was kind of in all the bad places. The way, right? True. That's true, because yeah, they'll know where yeah. they are, because they essentially they're the they are considered the dregs of society. So like, they'll yeah. know where the bad the, the bad people are and where they get stuck at. So, not that they're bad people, but you know what I'm saying, like. Okay. Ugly truth. Yeah. So we'll head towards the town hall, the hall of towns, as they say in Lithuania. Cool, cool, cool. True. Yeah. So as you are passing through Fact. the town again. It's, it's packed. I don't have to keep saying it. But on your way to the town hall, you pass Bryn Shander's largest trade emporium. It's this, like, three-story building. It's all very solid wood, and it's got, uh, you know, slate roof that's covered in snow. It's oriented so that it sort of faces the market and has these large doors that are all flanked by guards. And there's a crowd of people outside sort of shouting at the front of the facade and the guards that are standing there just sort of dispassionately giving that thousand yard stare 
was further evidence of the bickering between the mercantile class and the remainder of the town. But as your group is passing on the way to the town hall, one of the guards is sort of looks to be a middle-aged woman with thick hair. It's hard to tell what color it is here in the dark. Sort of stands on her toes and finally stops looking off into the distance over the heads of these people that are shouting at, up the steps at her and her comrades and shouts, Rain fucking Norman Stormlight! <laughs> I see immediate, you immediately see his shoulders go up like... <laughs> Like, just that, like, like a little kid that just got yelled at. Like, the, the, like, mad mom. His shoulders go up and he kind of cringes, and then it, but then it fades. He's just like, Ma, is that you? <laughs> All the crowd that is there below the steps of the Emporium have turned to look at you with just, like, daggers in their eyes. <laughs> and the guards have all turned their heads to you, and they're kind of amused. But this woman comes pounding down the steps, and bear tackles you into a hug. Aww. Uh, immediately smothering you into her shoulder. Aww, uh, yeah. He'll he'll just wrap her up and hold her tight. He's like, oh, I thought I lost you, ma. I did, but I knew you'd be fine. Midway through that sentence, yep. she pushes you away a little, Yep. looks you dead in the face, and then gives you a Big old slap. You fucking worried me, <laughs> you little shit. You're like, ah, god damn it, woman. What the fuck? I haven't seen you. How, how long has like, it been? It's damn near been a decade and you slapped me. You, Come on. You think you could write? I mean, I can. I learned how. You didn't even write. Ten years without well, writing his own mother. Was. Oh my She's goodness. She's on a goddamn boat all the time. You don't send letters to a sailor. You find a know way. You settle down. Aye. It's your mother. Oh, this is bullshit. I can't she is nodding along with Felgren. <laughs> I don't. No, no. But oh, I like him. Ma, ma, trust me. Give him five minutes. You're not going to be agreeing with anything he says. Trust me. But I apologize. By the way, meet your granddaughter. And he kind of like just kind of motions his arms to the left to the large dragon that is right next to him. <laughs> and Miri has been sort of pawing her way after you guys through the street. You know, wings tucked in so she doesn't knock into anyone. Uh, trying to make herself seem small. And it is at this moment that Sorsha finally kind of sees the dragon and kind of does a double take. Rian, what the fuck do you mean by my granddaughter? Did you, like, is this like adopting a dog and introducing them as the grandchild? It's not a dog. Miri. This is your grandmother, Sarja. Hi, I'm Miri. I, um, I've heard a lot about you. Well, how does she know? Oh, best things. Not all the best things. He kind of like leads to things like, not all the best things. But, only good things, I swear. How you're a <laughs> wonderful mother and how you took care of me. I didn't add any of the parts about cussing like a sailor, starting fights in bars, or... Uh, throwing drinks in people's faces, hey, they or deserve waking it. up in a pigsty, or anything like that. Hey, never, I did it. Hmm. Never. <laughs> it was one. F all right. It was two. Hmm. It was two. Well, was there a third? No. Ah, okay. Give me the <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I want to know. As well. Dreamer, 
number you already know. <laughs> okay. Damn straight. Dirty 20. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just two. Yeah, but it like, ah, ah, you're, uh, you're ridiculous. Anyways. She sort of spins you around and throws an arm over your shoulder and hugs you in like a half hug. Hmm. Right, so, uh, you gonna introduce me to your friends here? Aye. Aye, this is a group I've been traveling with for the past month up here. This is uh, Tavini Albright. She's the wisest cleric of, or, well, smartest cleric of Morton I've ever met. Probably wisest, too. But damn it, she's smart. She puts things together, does all the type of stuff. Like, this is Krellick, Steelforge. He is the toughest goddamn person I've ever met in my life. It's like, this is, this is Dreamer. Hello. This is Felgrim. (laughs) 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 And Felgrim is a... Felgren is a shyster with a heart of gold. Oh, well. And I mean that with the most respect. He just kind of nods, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, as you're going through introductions, uh, one of the one of her fellow guardsmen has sort of come down the steps and is hovering on the fringes of the conversation, like, not sure where to interrupt. Uh, but eventually he does lean in and... Uh, Ma'am, I believe we're supposed to be up. And she holds a finger up to silence him. Just puts it to his lips. Like, no shame of just touching someone here. Nice. And just, shut the fuck up. Ready? Shut your mouth. Shut your shut. fucking mouth. <laughs> All right. Daniel, this is my son. And this is me taking my break. Nice. I'll see you later. You do great. You're doing a great job. And her finger goes from on his lips to just patting his cheek in a very sort of patronizing way. And then it goes to his shoulder and starts turning him around. And he is like trying to resist her turning around, but it's just so confused that he kind of lets himself be turned. Yep. And she gives him a little push on the back. And there you go, big guy. Wow, there you go. Yeah, bye. No, so not you're... to you folks. I'm sticking. I'm sticking with you for a moment. But I'll say she has a, as he like Reed kind of like pulls her away a little bit. Like as we start to move away, he's just like, "You've been with those guards for like three days. How the hell do you have any seniority over it? I don't care how old early that kid is. Better like three days. Do you really have to ask? No, that makes sense. Okay. They needed uh, they needed bodies who could uh, stand a command, and well, I'm not a commander. They sure as shit treat me like one. Nice. Ah. Easy That's impressive. Days, you know, they're easy to bully. <laughs> I had a couple of them, though. The other night, they uh, were thinking, oh, you know, she's a bit of a bitch, right? But she's got a loud mouth and no teeth. So I took them out drinking. I think they're still recovering. Nice. Well done. Get some every time. Have you ever been to that, uh, what is it? The North Look, I think. One of the, one of the taverns here. It's got this talking fish. I love it. Oh, I hate that goddamn thing. I saw some fellow, <laughs> some of his friends dared him to reach down its throat. <laughs> and uh, before it took a finger, he found a ring. Oh, he found a ring? Why? Of course, well, he sh- had to trade for it. And she wiggles one of her fingers at you. Ah, well, shit. I mean, I'm glad it wasn't me, but it almost got me too. And been cool if I'd have found a ring. I think I was quick enough. I probably could have got it. Why? Oh, you were very quick, lad. But... Enough about that. 
Uh, actually, I have some questions for you. As, as much as uh, this uh, is wonderful. No. My oh. part, I, I was not yet done with my interrogation, because they'll have asked your, your friends here what all your names are. My second question is, what the fuck are you doing in Icewind Dale at this time? So, uh, it's it's been... Okay, first <laughs> off, it's been handled. It's been handled. But there's a little run-in with the, the, the group. The group is in Tarim. It's just it's in Tarim. It's not a big deal. But, uh, but yeah, I kind of stole a thing. In the middle of your, it's the Zentarum, <laughs> yeah. and I stole a thing, that finger comes up again, and yeah. it slowly extends Shut towards you, mouth. yep, and presses to your lips. <laughs> yeah, he just, it's <laughs> like, fucking, like, sucks through his teeth, like, okay, here it comes. The Zentarum, say no more. It's got a big smile, though, kind of like, like, cheeky smile, like, eh? So my granddaughter. Aye, aye. Miri Stormlight. Kapesk Mirik Stormlight. Has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Uh, how do you... What? Kapa... Kapa... Kapesk. Kapesk Mirik. Kapesk Mirik. Mirik. Mary, dear? Mm, yeah, Mary works. That's what we call her. Yeah, yeah, that works. But you should probably learn the full name. You know, it is your granddaughter after all. I'll learn it's on it. the birth I'll certificate. I'll you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> this is this goes the other way around, young man. <laughs> he just chuckles at that. Hey, you keep making fun of your mother. I'm gonna start telling them all the horror stories. I'm loaded. I'll get them out. Either way. Uh the ones that have happened since they've seen pretty much me in a nutshell. So but uh but yeah. Alright, now your turn for questions. I will allow this I... interrogation to go too wise. Oh, excellent. Um do you know where they're all of the uh, Dugan Hole fellas uh, and lasses are, as far as like where they're staying and like the 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 areas that they're kind of they're kind of hanging out. Uh, Tavini, her family, is from there. Yeah, they're and, they're uh, in some shithole on the west side, and she says this before you say family. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, Tavini's family. They both um, have foot and mouth disease. <laughs> Rian kind of looks at him and is like, is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, really apparently it's hereditary. <laughs> Did I get that from you? But he kind of like leans toward just like eyes, eyebrows and then like in anything. I'll have you know, like, I never put my foot in my mouth. That can't be real. No, it can't be. Yeah, it's not real. There's no way. It's not, it's not uh, real. <laughs> Do you know where they are? You said some... Yeah, uh, like I said, some shit, uh, some uh, warehouse on the western side of town. It is okay to call it a shithole. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't miss a lot, unfortunately, so definitely yeah. heard it. Right. Mm. I'm sorry, dear. Do you want me to take you over there? I, I patrolled past it a few times last couple days. Please. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Like, we'll talk along the way. It'd be wonderful. And uh, so now with a guard escort and... The dragon. The crowd is giving you more space than ever before. And even in the semi-dark, every time you pass under a lamp, you're able to get a good look at your mother. You know, still has that bushy red hair. Mm -hmm. uh, now has, like, you know, a crown of, you know, this iron gray at the top and streaks throughout. You can see she has scars on her hands from hooks and a life at sea. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but she's also, she's gained a bit of weight since he last saw her. And they're pinned sort of above the watch badge of the town of Bryn Shander is another smaller symbol. It appears to be uh, made of beads. Looks like two uh, sheaths of wheat on either side of what looks to be a couple of beads representing like a vine or the, uh, the stem of a flower. And then a much larger sort of garnet at the top there as if representing a blossom. Hmm. And it sort of flashes under every light that you walk past here. Interesting. Like, uh, what is that? He kind of like points at the, as he's as he's walking. They're like, I've never seen that before. What's that? What's that uh, symbol? Oh, this would be the uh, symbol of Shantae. Yeah, the uh, Michonne at the the Lord of Light mentioned that you asked came to ask him for Shantae. And say you never would one for theology too much. You, you found found faith. Oh well, all right. So on the sea, you got Umberly the sea bitch, mm-hmm. mistress of the waves and the crashing things and all the terrible business that goes on there. Absolutely. And when I stopped going out to sea, I was like, well, fuck her. I'm going to uh, maybe root against her. If I'm not gonna be in her uh, her way anymore. So, Shantae, being a goddess of the land and harvest and all things good and bright and pure, seemed like a natural ally. You have to be ready to switch allegiance at uh, the drop of a hat. That is the most asinine, ridiculous reasoning for for switching up. What what does that got anything to do with it? Why you got to? Switch well, sides in the middle of it. You think they just just because Umberly is an evil bitch. She sinks ships and causes storms. And I'm like, okay. all right. Well, if I'm not gonna have to be afraid anymore because I'm not going anywhere near the ocean for the rest of my life, yeah, I'm gonna give you the big finger. Okay, real quick. Do you ever think that maybe you pissing off the evil god while your son was still at sea may have had some repercussions? I mean, what sort of repercussions could it have had? You've always been an amazing sailor. And then fucking Rian, like, does his little stare off to the side thing as the music. <gasps> uh, I think Krellick's gonna gasp. <laughs> Get it. Oh no. It's got that look. Yeah. Rian, no, what's that nothing. look? Uh, nothing. It's fine. I'm your mother. You don't fucking lie to me or I'll put your face in the dirt. It's a long story and we'll talk about it. Don't worry. But that's, uh, it's not a everybody hears type conversation. I'll be satisfied with that for the time being. Appreciate We're going to have another interrogation. No, it'll be it'll be come out at some point, but I just it was a it was a tough time. That's all. Behind you, Miri, whose tail is sort of dragging in your wake. You guys hear and almost feel like, you know, against your backs that chest deep rumble of a growl that accompanies Rian's staring off into the distance. Every time. <laughs> Every time. I love it. Like, calm down, Tavini she's fine. Slow... Yeah, Tavini will slow down to give uh, Miri a pat on the shoulder. Don't be a baby. Well. <laughs> I guess leg, because Tavini is quite small and Miri is quite large. Yeah, you try to reach up to the shoulder and she's gotten just so she's big. She's like horse-sized. 
She used no, to be you... the same size as Tavini, and now she's very much not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my yeah, baby. You're able to reach like just above her elbow. Yeah, that'll do. Pat, pat, pat. Thanks, Tavini. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's all right, sweetie. All is good. All right. As you head westward, you start to notice that, like, all right, so the rest of the town, most of the homes, they're in decent repair. People have been prying off elements like you had seen over on the north gate, but it isn't too egregious. Yet the further west you go, the further you get from the businesses and the temples, and the more you get under sort of the shadow of the wall and the watchtowers, the more you're seeing... You know, fixtures like uh, wooden shutters have been pried off. Any sort of trim on the buildings that was wooden has been pried off. People have taken hinges. People have taken nails. People have been dismantling homes bit by bit, it appears, the further west you go. And start getting into more of these warehouses. And then you're starting to see that, like, some of these warehouses, especially ones that are built of wood... People have been prying the timber away and there's like rough hatchet marks in the wood as they're pulling these down to sort of fuel fires. And you're starting to see now those fires. A couple of the homes glow from within through the windows and you can see huddled masses of people inside sort of gathering around hearths. As you get into more of the warehouses, some of these ones that have had Parts of them hacked away have people inside that are sort of gathered and uh, they have bonfires going inside. Just they've dug pits, you know, pried up the brickwork and the the timber underfoot and dug into the frozen earth to create fire pits. And Sorsha leads you past all of these as it gets worse and worse. And eventually you find yourselves walking into it appears to be like a corner street with a large warehouse that is longer than it is wide where parts of it are built of stonework but the majority is timber and much of that timber has been sort of hacked away leaving big gaps for the wind to blow through and you could see there's a fire pit inside as there are in some of the other warehouses near here And in the light of it, there are a number of people huddled together that all seem to have their their shoulders hunched, their heads down. There's this air of despair or quietness, at least. It's weird just how quiet some of these people are. You could see in sort of the stone parts of the building where it hasn't been torn away, you know, little flickers of the firelight exposing heaps of things that they've gathered but uh, no one that you recognize in the firelight but Sorsha points out the nearly ruined building uh, that would be where they've been uh, hiding out here Tavini, do you recognize anybody? roll me perception <sighs> okay I believe I believe in the heart of the cards here it is not bad not bad 17 okay So as you are peering at the crowd through the slats of the building, not quite entering yet, you catch a glimpse of movement to the left and, you know, instinctively you look and there is a trio of people sort of huddled together. It seemed to be shuffling off, leaving this warehouse. 
And while two of them are normal height in their hoods, one of them is halfling-sized. And seem to be moving away from your group on some other business elsewhere. Uh, Tavini will take a step in that direction and call Roslan. They kind of stop short. Uh, yeah, halfling joke. But it means. That's good. Uh, it seemed to like sway in their step and sort of jerk their head in your direction. And as the light falls across this figure's face, you do not see the face of your father, but it's your mother there, Pritha, whose eyes just go wide at the sight of you. And, oh, Tafine, Tafini, come here, Mama. And she just runs like you've never seen her run this fast before. Just. Nyo! Immediately sort of meeting you halfway, sprinting as fast as a halfling can. Her two companions sort of hanging back and watching, but you see two other women now, their faces turned this direction. Pritha meets you halfway, Tavini, and just like grips you in a bear hug, smothering you into her shoulder, much as uh, Sorsha had with Rian when she saw him. Mama, oh my dear. Oh, are you all right? I... Yes, Mama, I'm okay. We got your warning. Are you hurt? No, no, dear. Your father, he got uh, a bit smashed up by something, but he's fine. He's out with some of the other men uh, getting firewood. Oh, I'm so glad you're okay. Hey. Look at you! And she kind of pushes you back and immediately, like, tries to steer the conversation away from, like, the very obvious ruined warehouse that she is leaving. All this armor and... Is that a dragon? What is that behind you, dear? Uh, these are my friends. Alright. I... Ma'am? Uh, Wonderful <clears throat> to meet you. She's... You raised an amazing daughter. Not ma'am. You call me Pritha? Pritha. I love it. Mother, best behavior. Hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> he just laughs. laughs. Alright, yes, uh, Pretha Iceblade. It's very lovely to meet you. Ooh, that's a fancy name. I like, my name's Stormlight. Those are cool names. Uh, we got cool names. <laughs> <laughs> She's grinning up at you. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> I mean, they're not, a, they're not alliterative, but they're alright. Oh, what have you got? No, nothing. Don't want Here's to show off. Really good. Yeah, it's it's Felgren Falsfey. It's really good. I, my mom's is good. It's Sersha Stormlight. See, that's it's a good a, one. See. Alliteration. I know. Let's blame her. She's mm -hmm. the one named me. What a fuck's an alliteration? <laughs> <laughs> it is when the letters at the beginning of the word match. All right, the S's, mm -hmm. yeah. Or in that guy's face, uh, F's, three. right. Three of the... Yes, I, I can... That's... I might not know what the fuck alliteration means. I know how to fucking count. No, you don't. I sure, don't she know. does know how to count. Yeah. No, she's a great counter. Anyway. Are you trying to say <laughs> something there, Rian? <laughs> no, I was legit. You count, you count oh. better than most people that oh. I've ever seen. Yeah. That's why Captain put me in charge of treasure and the like when we would get it. Yep. And that's mm -hmm. why treasure got went missing quite often. Hey, I had nothing to do with that. Sure and I will deny it to so my dying day. So Ice Blade is an interesting name. 
Aye, yes, sorry. Yes. Uh, family? We got it. Family name? A family name. Uh, the name I took when I left home was Albright. The name I was born with was Iceblade. Hmm. Our father has a bit of a reputation, and while I admired him, I wanted to make sure Tavini here had a, uh, well, we wanted a, a, a good start. Sure. Understandable. Little, little distance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just gonna log that one away. <laughs> <laughs> but for now, he's, you know, nodding pleasantly. But you, uh, so you found, you found us, what... Are you, you're doing healthy for yourself. I see you're doing well. And she's sort of, you know, still holding your shoulders and turning you this way and that, looking you over <laughs> in the way only a mother can. Yes. Uh, uh. She gets turned around. Uh, Mama, I, um... I... Did you make this yourself, dear? The Amar? Oh, yes. Y- yes. Oh, I thought she was going to talk to Dreamer. <laughs> <laughs> No, she did not make Dreamer. No. <laughs> she hasn't yet noticed Dreamer. She has only really had eyes for Tavini and sort of glanced over and, you know, noticed the dragon, but then was immediately fixated on Tavini again. I, um, could you gather the other, uh, Dugan's Hall refugees, Mama? Well, they're already kind of gathered, dear. They're, they're talking to someone right now. Oh. Uh, who? There was some figure from Tarkos that came and said that they were uh, willing to offer us a place there. Damn, that guy works fast. That, that is very fast. Yes. Oh, you know him. We were going to offer you a place in Tarkos. As you trail off and start to to say that, she grabs your hand and starts dragging you inside to join the conversation and. Now that you're, you know, sort of under the roof and out of the wind, it is toasty in here. You know, even with the draft coming through, they've built up a big enough blaze that it's hardly noticeable. And there in the flickering firelight around the sort of makeshift fire pit that's been dug into the frozen earth, a number of people, familiar faces to you, Tavini, with kind of, you know, lots of buck teeth or big ears or big noses around here. Dugan's Hole is not known for its particularly attractive individuals. Tavini and family are little exceptions, but there huddled among them is a dragonborn, this time with black scales, as opposed to, you know, the one you had seen earlier, sort of the merchant haggling over there with Mashan, who... Seems to be laying out a plan as you approach, kind of talking with their hands a lot. Well, there's a uh, few homes that have been put aside for you, if you're willing to travel with me. And, oh, it's good to see you. We were just discussing the plans that you had made with the speaker. Hello. Ah, we haven't met yet. I'm Vishak. Vishak. Vishak, yes. Hello. Hello. You are very fast. The keeper and speaker, sorry, had sent word on ahead. And so I came here and began offering what he had written. Thank you. Yes, I'm sorry, I think I stole your thunder. <laughs> it is okay. 
I want people to be uh, safe. And uh, as you're saying that, your mother kind of squeezes your hand and leans in. Where did you really organize this, dear? I I I asked, and they agreed. Damn straight, she did. She did the whole thing herself. No, uh, she did. Oh, Don't let her tell you different. Always looking out for others. I, I, you know what else she did? What did she? And then do? and he like she he like slaps Felgren real fast. It's like watch this. It's like she's also one of the group that defeated the dragon. He like puts his hands out like. <laughs> Tavini's waits mother... for somebody to respond like ah, ah. Tavini's <laughs> mother sort of covers her mouth with both her hands and just looks wide-eyed at her daughter in shock you were near a dragon but everyone else at Dugan's Hole their eyes all whip towards Tavini and then they finally seem to recognize her and uh, this buck-toothed man in the back goes, Is that Tavini? Hold on, hold on. You're saying our little Tavini here killed the fucking dragon. Well, she was one of the group that did it. And you know who the other ones were? Oh, God. Right here. <laughs> Before you can even introduce yourselves, all of them are, like, pounding the ground with their boots and clapping yeah. their hands and hollering. And he's, uh, <laughs> he's just staring at his mom, like, nodding his head, like, that's right. Helped fucking slay the dragon. <laughs> uh, Sorsha has actually joined the others in stamping their boots and clapping. She doesn't really notice you nodding smugly. That's bullshit. <laughs> he's just like, he's like staring at her and like he's slowly his face like it's got such a smug shitty look on it. And then like as he realizes she's not paying attention to him, it like slowly just kind of fades. And he's just like, God damn it. <laughs> you did this to yourself. Yep. Oh, absolutely. It's hilarious. It's perfect. Krellick's just looking at me and the whole time just shaking his head. He'll take. He'll uh, take. Tavini. He'll take you guys to summon some fireworks. <laughs> As different colored magical fireworks start illuminating the uh, runes of the roof overhead and sort of flashing off of people's faces and stuff, the Dugan's whole refugees sort of surge forward, and you are surrounded and swept up. And sort of lifted aloft as they carry you closer to the fire to plant you beside its warmth. All of them, you know, trying to gather around and pat you on the back. And they're almost knocking you forward into it. But there's a lot of, like, enthusiasm and gratitude coming up, welling up out of these people. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed, please like, follow, and leave a comment. Also, you can support us at patreon.com slash sqlrpod. You can follow us on Twitter at sqlrpod or join our Discord through our invite banner at shortquestlongrest.wordpress.com. Keep smiling. We'll see you next time, fam.